Hello students, management here with day three of this shutdown inspired podcast, Corona Corona. Thanks again to all of you who have been reaching out with kind words, pictures, updates about how you're doing. It means a lot. And it's great to hear how you and your uh, family and friends are faring. I've been um, reflecting a lot, as I'm sure most of us have, on how daunting things feel right now. Climate change, political unrest, college admission scandal, gun violence, coronavirus, the fact that cruise ships are a thing. It's hard to know how much attention to pay to these things or what kind of attention. And I know sometimes uh, if you're like me, uh, you can you can get real down and feel uh, a sense of hopelessness, a sense that uh, things are reaching a point of uh, no return, that, that they're irreversible. And we're not sure uh, where to turn or how to act. But I also know that these crazy existential threats we're experiencing are not new and that uh, the much wiser people than uh, yours truly have lent wisdom at, at times like this. And I've heard a few times in the past week reference to an essay written by C.S. Lewis, C.S. Lewis of The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Um, anyway, he, he wrote this essay in, in 1948, and it was in response to people having increased anxiety after the uh, detonation of the atomic bomb during World War II and uh, facing and confronting the fact that uh, we now lived in a world where nuclear annihilation was possible. And, and how do you go about living your life if you know everything could end? Um, so he wrote a response to that uh, question and that anxiety. And I want to read uh, to you uh, what he said. <clears throat> it gets a little dark, so hang in there until the end. Lewis said, in one way we think a great deal too much of the atomic bomb. How are we to live in an atomic age? I am tempted to reply why, as you would have lived in the 16th century, when the plague visited London almost every year. Or you would have lived in a Viking age when raiders from Scandinavia might land and cut your throat any night. Or indeed, as you are already living in an age of cancer, an age of syphilis, an age of paralysis, an age of air raids, an age of railway accidents, an age of motor accidents. In other words, do not let us begin by exaggerating the novelty of our situation. Believe me, dear sir or madam, you and all whom you love were already sentenced to death before the atomic bomb was invented. And quite a high percentage of us were going to die in unpleasant ways. We had indeed one very great advantage over our ancestors, anesthetics, but we have that still. It is perfectly ridiculous to go about whimpering and drawing long faces because the scientists have added one more chance of painful and premature death to a world which already bristled with such chances, and in which death itself was not a chance at all but a certainty. This is the first point to be made, and the first action to be taken is to pull ourselves together. If we're all going to be destroyed by an atomic bomb, let that bomb, when it comes, find us doing sensible and human things, praying, working, teaching, reading, listening to music, bathing the children, playing tennis, chatting to our friends over a pint and a game of darts, not huddled together like frightened sheep and thinking about bombs. They may break our bodies. A microbe can do that, but they need not dominate our minds. I really like this bit. Uh, because, um, one, it's, it's pretty kind of um, interesting that he mentions a microbe, and this is 1948, and that's kind of what we're dealing with right now. Um, but also because even though <laughs> we're not British and it's not 1948 and we probably don't 
spend our time playing games of darts with our friends down at the pub. Um, there are all the things that you guys already do that, that bring you happiness and, and fulfillment and good feeling with your friends. And you, you know what those are for yourself. And, you know, the message is to keep doing those things, that we have to get on with the business of living. Uh, and uh, in some ways, times like this kind of focus us and we, we pay more attention to the things that we might otherwise um, take for granted. So turn to those things, my friends. The microbes are out there. Wash your hands. Keep your distance. Put your head down and keep going. You're strong. Human beings are strong. So lean into the things that make you feel alive. And, you know, if you find yourself longing for those things and there's not enough of it around you, then reach out. Reach out to a friend or, or someone uh, that you trust and care about and, uh, and just trade stories and, and talk about what you're going through. There's comfort and uh, validation in that. There's a lot of good out there. There's a lot of good in the world and uh, definitely much more than ever makes it on what passes for news these days. On a final note, uh, in honor of the rain, I made a rain playlist for you all on Spotify. I will include a link here so you can uh, listen to that or you can follow me on Spotify at Room 5 Lives On, R-O-O-M, the number five lives on. That's it for today. Reporting from the South Bay, still coronavirus-free. This is The Management signing off on day three of the shutdown, Monday, March 16th.